Hallelujah. Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ our King. We are so excited for this opportunity to share the Word of God with you through your favorite program, The Moment of Truth. We are at a critical moment in God's plan for humanity, and God is said to do awesome things in and through individuals, families, communities, organizations, nations, continents, and across generations. As we proclaim the Word of God in the following series, you are going to receive illumination and direction, especially those in the Valley of Decision, and hopefully you'll be accurately positioned for the current move of God. So, sit back and relax. Go ahead, call your family and friends, and get ready for a life-changing encounter with the Word of God. As you do, your life will never be the same again. Father, we thank you for your word. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. There's nothing that is created that is not created by you. Lord, I pray that every living being under the sound of my voice will have the impact of your word today and an active impartation of the Holy Spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus, thank you for revelation. Thank you for inspiration. Thank you for illumination. Let the entrance of your word bring light and understanding to the simple. And let everyone go home rejoicing because you have changed their lives and ministered to their needs and circumstances. In Jesus' mighty name and the people said, Amen. You may be seated in his presence. Good morning again. God bless you. Amen. Say to your neighbor, peace to you. Peace to to your house. And peace to all that you have. In the mighty name of Jesus. Today's message, the fifth part in our series titled, Prophetic Progression and Apostolic Succession, will by God's grace be the concluding part. I trust God for that to happen. That's a good place to put your hands together. (laughs) You recall the last Sunday we focused on the prophetic progression part of the message so that we can conclude with the apostolic succession part today. By the grace of the living God, I got born again 44 years ago. In a Baptist church, I was a young Muslim boy, under 20. I went into that Baptist church to cover a baptismal service because I was a freelance photographer. At the end of the day, Jesus arrested me. The vision I'd seen in 1964 replayed itself right in my presence. I thought everybody was seeing Jesus, the light of the world. He arrested me that day, and my life has never been the same from that day. But this message has nothing to do with my being born again. Thank God for that. It has a lot to do with all kinds of things I've seen in the past 44 years Within the Baptist church where I got born again. The first square gospel church where I was discipled by late Dr. Dunaike. The Deeper Life Christian, uh, Deeper Life Bible Church where I operated as their legal advisor. And then the Redeemed Christian Church of God. I spent five years in Deeper Life and five years in Redeemed Christian Church of God before I came here. And I've spent 29 here out of those 44 years. In all this period, I've seen within the church and families and corporate organizations succession war. I've seen families turn apart when the patriarch of that family goes home. I've seen sons and daughters of the same father and mother at one another's throat dragging themselves to court over inheritance. 
and I've seen bad blood or close to bloodbath whenever a leader vacates a position within the church. The numerous cases in court filed by brothers and sisters of the same church on who will be the next leader. And so when I speak about apostolic succession, I don't want you to look too far away. I don't want you to start looking at Ocean State. (laughs) And all the mess that took place there this weekend. I don't want you to look at the looming wall. In Lagos State. And what is likely to bring shame in Ogun State. This message is not about the political class at all. Their days are numbered. Do you understand me? Their days are numbered. Because the government is upon his shoulder. When the sons of the kingdom will begin to play their God-given roles, you will see that society will change. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked appear, they groan. I like it when men play God. When they let you know, I'm the one in charge here. It doesn't bother me. I won't lose sleep over it. But remember what I said to you last Sunday. Whenever the world gives you the crown, they will take the scepter away from you. We will not be deceived. We will not be derailed. We will not be distracted by the succession war in that realm. It's okay for the chicken to eat his own intestine. It's all right. But I'm much more concerned about you. About the church of the living God and about the latter rain assembly in particular because many of you don't think of the end. So when you hear succession, it's a frightening word for you. Because you are not prepared to go anywhere. Thank God for my mother. She saw the end. She kissed that end. She desired it, not because she didn't want to live any longer, because she was going to a better place. And she made adequate preparation. There was nothing left for her to do, and there was nothing left for her to say that she had not said before she said goodbye, planet Earth. Hey, Olowonku, Talika Nku, huh? Whether you like it or not, office in your way. Oh, yes, by the grace of God, you will finish stronger also. And you will do well in Jesus' mighty name. Because it is in our collective interest that our institutions do not die. But do you know the end will come one day? God forbid that I drop now and you start fighting. It means. You've learned nothing and you have not been taught anything at all. It must not happen here. And guess what? It will not happen as the Lord lives. Because I have no emotional attachment to anything 
I'm prepared to step out and say goodbye planet earth. For me to live is Christ. To die is gain. We brought nothing into this world. And it is certain we cannot take anything out of this world. And I'm not prepared to spend my life in pursuit of what I cannot take out. The word succession is an interesting word. More than many would like to admit, it can also be a frightening word, especially for those who do not think about the end of their lives or endeavors. Webster Dictionary defines succession as the act or right of following one's predecessor in a post, position, title the act or right of following one's predecessor in a post position or title you know no matter how much we love brother look at we when his name is mentioned now they will have to put X group managing director. Why? It used to be. And when they now say the group managing director of Emma Bank, they will have to say Mr. Ademola. They will not include his wife. Or would they say Mr. and Mrs. No. Because he's the new occupant. But he knows that God granting him grace in another 10 years if he doesn't leave before them, because there can be higher ground too. Oh no, you don't understand how these things work. The reason God cannot promote you is because you want to die where you are. Look at champions. God can never elevate you because where you are now, <laughs> you are ready to kill in order to stay there. Webster also defines succession as the order in which persons succeed each other to the thrones or titles. In my short life, in Abelkuta alone, we have done Kabiesio. To four of us. As a little boy, it was Sir Adetokumbo. No, Sir Adedako. Ademola Adetokumbo was uh, the CGN. His father was the Oba. And then he entered the roof of Bawaja. I remember the evening and the night they were singing for late Obagbadebon. Obagba on you, Igba on you, Logbe, Adeta Obagbadebon, Obagba on you, Igba on you, Logbe. In no time, he also entered the roof, joined his ancestors. Then he became the turn of Oba Yebade, Likpede. And he And right now, the paramount ruler <laughs> of Egbalan is Oba Badibo, the second. But two Saturdays ago, he turned 75. 
Igba odun odun kan ni en ton ton mo pon ton ka bi esi ade ape lori bata apelese irukere ade abere abere adokini olori a ma sise ibi o esan ba ajoko pe for how long It's been my privilege to be minister in charch. That was how we started in 1989. Founding pastor. Then we changed it to seven of us here. But I know that office in your rank way. <laughs> Whether I like it or not, the day will come when I have to say goodbye. I know you're not thinking of that. Oh, Pastor Emma Sorunkobe. I was pointing out to a few people, I said, this is the place I'll be laid when I'm gone. I'm putting two votes here, one for me, one for my wife, so that she doesn't have to dig after I've gone. And this is the... Emma Sorunkobe. Yes, Sorunkobe. At 64. Lawyer, do you have a will? No, sir. No. Another lawyer, do you have a will? Not yet, sir. Not yet. He has a draft will. Talento. <laughs> King Solomon specified in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 that everything on planet earth and if I may add everyone has its and is or a time he concluded that God has made everything beautiful give me Ecclesiastes chapter 3 Maybe this does not apply to you. I will see how you will escape it. To everything, there is a season. Serikingoma, Samaningoma, Obamewa, Igbamewa, a time for every purpose under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. You know, when you die, your, the number of years you live for will be little hyphen. They did it for my mother. They said 1909 to 2018. Our whole life is that dash. That's all. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted. When you planted tomato in your garden and, and it grows, do you feel bad when you are plucking it? So why do you feel bad when the owner claims back what he gave to you? What did you do to earn your life? What right do you have to complain when it is called back? A time to kill <laughs> and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep. I remember when Pastor Sunday Adelaide first came to my home uh, to greet me. It was Tony Rappu who brought him that day. He said, uh, I've been inviting you to a uh, uh, a summit we were having at Daystar, and they brought the flyer to me. You know what it reads? Ministry without tears. I said, August Sunday, I cannot attend this because I'm still crying. <laughs> I told the people who brought him, I can't attend this. I'm still Jesus wept. Jeremiah wept. <laughs> This ministry without tears, I don't know how I can handle it. I'm still crying. 
over the state of the church. I'm still weeping. So keep on with ministry without tears. When I stop weeping, I will join your class. Uh, in no time, he joined me in weeping too. <laughs> a time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. Don't believe I have to be careful. <laughs> Don't believe when you go to the homes of those who just lost it, their one. Don't believe when they are crying. No. <laughs> Wait till the funeral. If the man or the woman has left something behind, woman those people weeping. Son of babies. Do you understand? Don't, don't believe that. <laughs> it's a lie. They are going to dance later. <laughs> you know, I laugh when I read obituaries. Whenever they say the wicked have done their worst, the man left money, they have no access to it. <laughs> That's why the wicked have... He, he left a secret account somewhere. There's a secret code. There is no letter of administration. They cannot say that the wicked have done their worst. When you re- we regret to announce the death of our father, all the money had been spent on the, on the sickness and disease. There's nothing left. But what did you say? But when you read for a life well spent, we gratitude to God. Ha! I bet you say. A time to mourn, a time to a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace, a time to refrain. From embracing a time to gain and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. What profit as a worker from that in which he labors? I've seen the God given task with which the sons of men are to be occupied. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity in their hearts, except that no one can find out the word that God does from beginning to end. From this text of scripture, it is clear that existence on planet earth has a shelf life. Whatever has a beginning here will have an end. An ending. Whether we like it or not, the end will come one day. It came for my mother. I was there. I never thought she would die. It didn't cross my mind. She was agile. She was active. She was running many businesses at the same time. Do you understand me? She loved work. She loved... I mean, Mama would throw herself into her walk. Strong, agile. Right before my eyes, I saw when the back began to bend. You wait. If you live so long, yours will bend too. <laughs> Ecclesiastes chapter 12. You wait. You live long enough. <laughs> Your back will bend. Asheshe yo mariwo. Tolo wo konu. Awara ne oniko kile kokono. You know what mariwo is? Palm fund. The palm fund shot out. And he saw all the palm leaves bent. And he said, what are you guys doing bending like that? I'm going to the sun and King alone. <laughs> Greet them. He was going to see him and he was laughing. Yeah, the sun is bright. Yeah, 
And one day, as it was raining and the wind was, uh, oh, welcome. <laughs> well, there, Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Remember now your creator in the days of your youth, before the difficult days come and the years draw near when you say, I have no pleasure in them. I'm not encouraging husbands to be running after women, but I encourage their wives feel it. Engine to knock. <laughs> really feel it. Let him be going up. Hello, how are you? I'm tired. Let's read. While the sun and the light, the moon and the stars are not darkened and the clouds do not return after the rain. In the day when the keepers of the house tremble, I noticed this morning and that my heart trembled a lot, a little maybe is because of the message. <laughs> You know, uh, when the keepers of the house tremble, uh, you call it Parkinson's disease, you call trembling hands. It will get there. And the strong men bow down. When the grinders cease, these are the grinders. When the grinders cease, because they are few, and those that look through, the windows grow dim. I change the glasses so me to annoy. <laughs> Susu will be making money. <laughs> that new prescription. This one. What do you call it? Crease up prevention. What do I mean? 0.5. Don't need to buy the next one. upgrade this. 0.7. <laughs> When the doors are shut in the streets and the sound of grinding is low, the heart that was doing cha 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 cha, be, When one rises up at the sound of a bird and all the daughters of music are brought low, you remember Basilai the Gileadite. David said, follow me. He said, Kilo but don't do I enjoy music anymore? What else do I want? Let me die with my look. When you get to that stage, Solomon Bafuin, let me, these things don't interest you anymore. Read the rest yourself. <laughs> Go and study it. Be going to the gym every morning. Doing 10 miles in the same position. Okay, I'm not condemning bodily exercise. Bodily exercise profits little. It's okay to be alive, to be trimmed, to, to be okay. I thank God for fasting that is coming. My stomach will blend with my back again. Praise God. <laughs> we know the end will come one day, but as believers, we can count on God. That he will answer us even when we inquire about what our end will be. Igbe inimoro, nimo figba jesubo, baba mima olore, jakigbe imidarao. Igbe inimoro, nimo figba jesubo, baba mima olore, jakigbe Jackie Bay me dara, Jackie Bay me dara, Igbay ni moro, You know, when Mama passed and different musicians were singing, there's only one song that I said amen to. Tundabakare, I'm on your sea. O si mama re o to ba wala oluwa omo ni o si e to ba wala oluwa o 
Amanios, if God helped me that I gave such a befitting hand to my mother, and I have five sons or five five children, sons and daughters, plus the rest of you, <laughs> my end must be glorious. Amen. I am not an accident. I will not die in an accident. Amen. His blood was shed for me. Mine will not be spilled. Use your own mouth to say your own. You are not an accident. Not dying an accident. We can count on God to show us what our end will be. Because if he did it for Nebuchadnezzar, he will do it for us. The problem is we don't think about the end. In Daniel chapter 2, the reason God revealed that dream to Nebuchadnezzar was because of the thought of his head while he was upon his bed. Daniel 2 verse 26. Daniel 2, 26 to 29. He reads and I quote. The king answered and said to Daniel whose name was Belteshazzar, Are you able to make known to me the dream which I've seen and its interpretation? Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, The secret with which the king has demanded, the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, and the soothsayers cannot declare to the king. But there is a God. Tell your neighbor there is a God. <laughs> but there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets and he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will be when in the latter days. Your dream and the visions of your head upon your bed were these. As for you, O king, thoughts came to your mind while on your bed about what will come to pass after this. And he will reveal secrets and made known to you what will be. Why did the dream come? Because you, with all this, what is going to come after this? What next? Now, those are things that young people don't think about. They don't even know that young people die too. I wrote my will at the age of 30. Lawyers. Now that I'm 64, I just need to add codicil. The things I didn't have then. And it's, it's very straightforward. There's no jaga jaga jomo jomo inside it. It's a simple, straightforward thing. Do you understand me? If Jesus did not leave a will behind, we'll be in trouble now. You do not know he left a will. Read your book. Read the Bible. He said, a testament is of no effect until the death of the testator. Go read the portion. He, he, he did not only, he, he left clear instructions. I wish I had the time to dig them out for you. Clear instructions. You guys, you don't have what it takes to carry out this assignment. Tarry in Jerusalem until you be and deal with power. Don't start running around you. There is no fuel in you. Peter, remember three days ago, you denied that you ever met me. So you don't have what it takes. Tarry until the executor of the will will come. Have you seen people die and there's confusion? Half of their estate is taken by the state in their duties because they have put nothing in place. During what year? Lawyer. Are you sure? We just don't do it. We don't think. Nebuchadnezzar was saying, what will happen after this? God showed up. Wise people pray such prayers. Listen to David. Psalm 39, verse number 7. Psalm 39, verse number 7. Oh, I jump. Verse 4. 7 is the concluding part. Verse number 4. Lord, make me to know my end 
And what is the measure of my days that I may know how frail I am? Indeed, you have made my days as handbreads and my age is as nothing before you. Certainly, every man at his best state is but vapor. Surely, every man walks about like a shadow. Surely, they busy themselves in vain. He heaps up riches and does not know who will gather them. And now, Lord, what do I wait for? My hope is in you. Give me verse 4 again. I want everybody to pray that prayer so that God can begin to show you what your end will be. Ready? Read. Lord, make me to know my end and what is the measure of my days that I may know how frail I am. Moses, the servant of God, also offered a similar prayer in the wilderness. In Psalm 90 verse number 12. Psalm 90 verse 12. He said, so teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Teach us to number our days. If you do not number your days, your days are numbered. Brothers and sisters, it is my considered opinion that any man or woman with a heart of wisdom will not only think about his or end, such a person will also put succession plan in place. It is for this reason wise people write their wills before they die. And it's for the same reason that good people raise and mentor those who succeed them when their time is up. A diligent study of the word of God will reveal to the discerning that all the patriarchs and notable leaders understood the principle that success without succession is a failure. When you read the efforts and the investment that Abraham put into getting a good and godly wife for Isaac, you will understand That the father of faith had a good succession plan. Study Genesis 24. He called Eliezer. Put your hand in between my ties. And swear to me. That you will not marry. One of the daughters of Canaan. For my son. But you will go to my people. And bring a wife there. And he said. Supposing the woman is not willing to follow me. Shall I. He said. No. Don't marry for him here. You are discharged from that obligation. She doesn't follow you. But I know something. The angel of the Lord who asked me to leave my father's house. We go before you. Parents don't even care who their children marry. Hey. They don't care. Finish. Abraham sent 10 camels, some of them carrying gold, to go look for a wife. And you think it's something you can just do casually. I love you, you love me. Yeah. Are you serious? Do you really love me? You got my dinner again. Let's go to the registry. 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 Look at the painstaking efforts made. Just to get a wife. What was he thinking about? Succession. If this boy will succeed me and carry the tradition on, if he marries wrong, he's doomed. And in Genesis chapter 25, you know what he did? He gave gifts to all the sons of the concubines and sent them far away from Isaac. He gave all that he had. To Isaac. 
succession plan. If you jump from there and you go to chapter 27, you will see Isaac who succeeded his father. What investment he put into the life of Esau who sold his birthright. And into the life of Jacob. Give me Genesis 27, 1 to 4. Because I don't think we consider these things. We, we do not pay attention to it. <laughs> that if you build a house and you don't build your children, they will sell the house you build. Now it came to pass when Isaac was old and his eyes were so dim that he could not see that he called Esau his older son and said to him, my son. And he answered him, here I am. Then he said, behold, now I'm old. I do not know the day of my death. Now, therefore, please take your weapons, your quiver and your bow and go out to the field and hunt game for me. And make me several food such as I love and bring it to me that I may eat that my soul may bless you before I die. Genesis 28, 1 to 4. He blew his own chances, sold his birthright, and therefore he cannot begin to expect what he has sold to confer benefits on him. Genesis 28, then Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said to him, you shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Padanaram, to the house of Bethlehem. Where did he get, you shall not take a wife from the, from the land of, where did he get free from? From his father. It's a tradition of the family. Who your children marry matter. Give me Genesis 28. Arise, go to Padanaram, to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take yourself a wife from there of the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. May God Almighty bless you, make you fruitful, and multiply you, that you may be an assembly of peoples, and give you the blessing of Abraham to you and your descendants with you, that you may inherit the land in which you are a stranger with God gave to Abraham. It was not... It was not talents of gold, talents of silver that he gave to Jacob as he was living. Even the blessing of Abraham. And time will not permit me to show you how Jacob told his sons about the end. He said, I will soon be gathered to my ancestors. And I want you to bury me in such and such place. Abraham was buried there. Rebecca, uh, 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 Sarah was buried there. Uh, uh, Leah was buried there. Isaac was buried there. I will be buried there also. And don't bury me in Egypt. And as for you, Joseph, the land which I secured with, a, with my sword from the sons of head, I've given it to you as your own inheritance because of what your brothers did to you. And oh yeah, gather yourself together. Genesis 49. You sons of Jacob, gather your, let me tell you what your end will be. If they, if they took such pain, made such painstaking efforts to begin to give direction to their son, to give accurate diagnosis of their challenges and their trouble to them while they are still alive, and you don't care a hoot if they watch television from morning till night. You just push them to school to go have education. You think education is everything? Nothing summarizes it for me better than Hebrews chapter 11. The New Testament summary of all that the patriarchs did. Hebrews 11 verse number 17. Verse 17. By faith, Abraham when he was tested offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. Of whom it was said in Isaac your seed shall be called. Watch this. Concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead from which he also received him in a figurative sense. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. Who are you giving instructions to? 
What instructions are you leaving behind? Husband has houses that the wife knows nothing about. Wife has houses that the husband knows nothing about. They have secret accounts that they know nothing about. No instructions whatsoever. (laughs) You think I would labor here for 30 years and I have no instructions somewhere that when I die, this is what will happen next. I'll be a fool not to do that. Do you understand me? I'll be a fool. Look at, look at the efforts that they are putting. Most of the tears and the crying when you, when people die is because they are confused. Let me spend a little time. I've spoken about families. Let me spend a little time at, about uh, apostolic succession, especially in the church. And the model I want to use is that of Moses and the congregation in the wilderness. I have lots of examples in the New Testament. If we don't finish today, we'll continue some other time. You understand me? It will be conclusion part one. (laughs) Because I want you to go on time. You got my point? I want you to live on time. You have had enough if you are thinking. You have, you have had enough that you should go home. When I slumped in 2016, supposing I had gone. Only one person asked me a relevant question. Dr. Onifade, my friend, who is turning 70 on the 6th of this month. After I returned home, he came to see me and said, we thank God that you made it. But is there anything that you wish, that you would have wished you had done and that you didn't do, looking back now, supposing you didn't make it, as a Kunle, nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> nothing. Don't live carelessly. Don't live in a way that nobody knows what you are doing. Don't Has it ever occurred to you that succession is not only critical in families? But it's very important in businesses, in ministries, and even in government of nations. Accurate pattern for apostolic succession. Let me showcase Moses and the congregation in the wilderness at this juncture. The Bible describes Moses as a leader of leaders. God spoke to him face to face. And there was no man on earth as humble as he was. No man. That's what the Bible says. No man. With all his exploits. All, all the things he accomplished for God. He was still a humble man. Give me Numbers chapter 12. No man was as humble as he was. Numbers 12. Then Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. <laughs> no wonder none of them succeeded him. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. It's the same woman. The word Ethiopian there means kush or black. So they said, as the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses, has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord, everything you speak against a leader, you speak against the one who chose him. Now the man Moses was very humble, more than all men who were on the face of the earth. Suddenly the Lord said to Moses, Aaron and Miriam, come out you three to the tabernacle of meeting. So the three came out. Then the Lord came down in the pillar of cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam. And they both went forward. Then he said, hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I the Lord make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. 
I speak with him face to face, even plainly and not in dark sayings, and he sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant, Moses? I will go back later to Hebrews chapter 3 to see the comparison between Moses and Jesus and why succession must be critical to every one of you. With all the exploits of Moses and all that he did in Egypt, how he brought the people out into the wilderness, look, look at his stature in the spirit. When some moved against him, he said, Lord, if they died the death of natural men, then you have not spoken by me. But if you would do a new thing and the ground will open and swallow them, he has not finished the sentence. Tell your neighbor, if God's hand is upon a man, if you cannot be his friend, don't be his enemy. He's not a threat, he's a promise. Nathan, Korah, and Abiram were swallowed. The rest of them fled. Listen, all that, the day came when God said to him, your time is up. Because he allowed the people to provoke him. God said, speak to the rock. He struck the rock. Ah, ah, Christ will only be struck once. You, 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 you have damaged, you have damaged the type and shadow. Therefore, you'll be gathered to your own people. Now, if God speaks that to you, do you, do you see the clout of Moses? That any time he walked out of his tent towards the tabernacle, everybody, wherever they were, would stand in honor of him. Huh? The man who saw the fingerprint of God and the handwriting of God, because God wrote the Ten Commandments on tablets of stone, wrote it with his own finger. And then God called him that you have broken all the law, now come so that you can write. I mean, he must have seen the handwriting of God to be able to, to copy accurately on another two tablets of stone. And God said to him, Moses, time up. Time up. And Moses began to cry. <laughs> I must buy it. I must upon me. Is that what he did? Is that Lord okay? I'm ready to come home. You fix it before this time. Our life is like a sigh. It's a tale that is told. You have said you will not struggle with man forever because his day shall be 120. I'm 120 years today. I get knowledge of what you are doing. But hey, you cannot take me except you show me who you will set over the congregation. Any church where they fight over succession check very well. God left it a long time ago. Numbers 27. Numbers 27 beginning from verse 12. Numbers 27 verse 12. I will read up to verse 31. And I will go in there maybe during the, during the fasting period. Whatever. I'll just continue. Do you understand me? Because this is critical. Stop living carelessly. And stop joining those who say nobody knows tomorrow. You must be a fool to think that way. Because your father is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Your father knows tomorrow and is willing to show it to you. Come up here! He said to John, and I will show you the things that will happen hereafter. Those who ask him will receive. You mean, now the Lord said to Moses, go up into this Mount Abarim and see the land which I have given to the children of Israel. And when you have seen it, you also shall be gathered to your people as Aaron your brother was gathered. 
For in the wilderness of Zin, during in the strife of the congregation, you rebelled against my command to hallow me at the waters before their eyes. These are the waters of Meribah. At Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin. Then Moses spoke to the Lord saying, is this fair? Huh? And when God says come home and you say you don't want to come, you will give back to Manasseh. Let the Lord, the God of the spirits of all flesh, set a man over the congregation who may go out before them and go in before them, who may lead them out and bring them in, that the congregation of the Lord may not be like sheep which have no shepherd. Succession. And the Lord said to Moses, take Joshua. Who said to Moses? Did he say take Geshem, his own son? These these are things these these are things we don't pay attention to that God has his own agenda. Look. Do you know that Papa Akindayomi had a son who was a major or something in the army by the time he died? But God did not reveal to him that his son would be the successor. God already spoke to him before Pastor Adeboye showed up. If somebody else had succeeded by backing down, nobody would hear it him anymore. There'll be Wahala, and there was Wahala. That does not mean God cannot appoint the son. Because the pastor of Jerusalem church was not Peter. It was John, the brother of Jesus. You can't put God in a box. Do you understand me? But let it be God. And then let, don't let it be flesh. Take Joshua, the son of Nun, with you, a man in whom is the Spirit, and lay your hand on him. Set him before Eliezer, the priest, and before the congregation, and inaugurate, that's the word commission, and inaugurate him in their sight. And you shall give some of your authority to him that all the congregation of the children of Israel may be obedient. He shall stand before Eliezer the priest who shall inquire before the Lord for him by the judgment of the Urim. At his word, his word they shall go out and at his word they shall come in. He and all the children of Israel with him, all the congregation. So Moses did as the Lord commanded him. He took Joshua and set him before Eliezer the priest, and before all the congregation. And he laid his hands on him and inaugurated him just as the Lord commanded by the hand. There are ten critical lessons in that short story. And we continue from there another time. Ten critical lessons that you must learn. Succession is critical. Inokuo feru boju if you do not plan on succession, your life is that of a failure. Stand to your feet. Sober word. Sober word. Lift your hands to heaven. Lord, help me. Help my children not to marry wrong. Help my family to do things right. Help them to do it right, Lord. If they marry wrong, succession is frustrated. If they don't get it right, we are in trouble. Help us not to live by the flesh. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Father, in the name of Jesus... I present the Lateran Assembly before you this afternoon. I declare before all and sundry, this is your church, not mine. Everything that will be done here must be 
done by the Holy Spirit be in charge from this day as you were in the past forward in the name of Jesus Christ and Lord I pray you will give wisdom a heart a wise and designing heart to all your people that they will put their house in order for everyone will surely die Lord I pray that they will put their house in order that their children will not have to face crisis because they have lived carelessly in the mighty name of Jesus help us father to begin to think about the end right now and may our end be glorious so that we will live well and we'll finish strong in Jesus mighty name I pray and the people said so much for listening we have to end it here today but it's been a real joy to come into your homes to unveil the truth of God's word I pray that the word of God you have received will sink deeply into your hearts and bring forth tangible fruit in Jesus name Amen in addition I pray that the truth you've embraced will not only set you free but it will empower you to impact your environment positively as God's representative in your sphere of influence. Till we meet again on this platform, remain sandwiched between the peace of God and the God of peace. God bless you richly. Bye Bye for for now. now.